First of all, I wanna I wanna apologize because I'm I'm not wearing a tie. <laughs> I had a tie on this morning and I took it off and my wife was sitting there and she told me you should have wore your tie. So uh, I should have I should have listened, and I just feel like I need to apologize for not wearing the tie. Yeah, I did a little bit of wrestling growing up, and you know when they when you're wrestling they they grab you in this thing called the rear naked choke, and so. Not, I just remind me of being choked. You know, I I can't get past wearing a tie, and uh, that's my own conviction. It's not for everybody, but that's that's just me. Um, so whatever that. <laughs> um, we're gonna jump into the book of Deuteronomy, um, chapter eight, and it's so beautiful to see the kids worshiping and singing, and that's. You know, I was I was I was sitting there and I was watching them and I was and I was thinking this, you know, if if you become a committed parent, your kids also will become committed. You know, and it takes a lot of responsibility for the parent to come and bring the child to practice. And it's something that we don't take for granted. You know, sometimes I know it's tiring. You get off work and, you know, and then you have to drive to church and then you have other things going on throughout the day. But they're just a commitment that must take place. And uh, I don't know about you, but with our kids, you know, they're, we, we don't give them an option. <laughs> you know, we, they're not old enough to make their own decisions to a certain extent. Um, and so we, we don't give them an option when it's the things of God and the things we're um, being involved in. And we just tell them this is what we're doing. This is what we committed to do. And um, this is where we need to be. So, um, that's just the way we do things, you know, and uh, what a wonderful thing it is to come out of United. You know, I don't know about you, but I'm, man, there's so many things stirring in my heart still, you know, and the word of God does that. But the Bible says that the word of God is living, you know, so it's constantly, I mean, every day I wake up, there's something new stirring and um, dealing within me. And so that being said, you know, it's it's easy for us to to dismiss what God does because life continues. Life continues and it goes on and trials come and situations arise. And, you know, even if we're only a week removed, you know, things come and they, and they start affecting us and we stop and we think, man, that, that was so far ago, you know, even though it was only a week ago, we, we dismiss what God has done if we're not careful. And we forget that the same God that delivered us and healed us in that service is the same God that can do it today. Amen. And we, we, we just, I don't know how your mind works, but I just, I forget about that because I'm human. You know, things, like I said, things come and life comes and we just forget, you know, um, and this, this is, the, this is a funny analogy that the, that the Lord put in my mind. You know, there's this, um, don't worry, we're getting to the word. There's uh, these pair of shoes that I, man, that I enjoy buying, you know, after, after being in work boots, you know, 12 to 14 hours a day, I enjoy a real nice, comfortable pair of shoes, you know, and I've owned three of them. Um, and we were going to Spokane and um, I seen the same shoes and, you know, they were in Sam's size and Sam's old enough where he's liking shoes, you know, and Man, he, but right before that, he would tell me, man, dad, those shoes look amazing on you, man. They're nice. You know, they, they look, 
they're nice shoes. They look good. You know, I, I, I didn't know what he was doing, but he was like, man, these shoes are nice. You know, there's, I wonder if they make them in my size, you know? So, um, I'm like, well, we started looking up some shoes and sure enough, they made them in his size. And, you know, he would, he would come and he would tell, man, it was doing something in me, you know, like, man, yeah, I guess so, man, these shoes are nice, you know? And so I, you know, I, I didn't break, I didn't buy the shoes his grandma did. <laughs> uh, but I, you know, after a while I knew what he was doing cause I've been there, you know, so grandma bought him the shoes and guess what happened right after that? The compliments stopped coming. He got the shoes and I knew what he was doing. You know, he was telling dad, those are some nice shoes, you know, and the compliments stopped coming after he received them. And, and the Lord brought that little funny analogy saying, you know, you're praising me and you're worshiping me. And as soon as I give you what you want, then the praise and the worship stops, you know, and in the book of Deuteronomy, which we're about to read, Moses comes to the children of Israel and he's telling them, remember what God has done for you. He said he's delivered you and he's brought you out of the land and he's giving you manna. And you're, now you're forgetting all of a sudden who he is. We're going to read Deuteronomy chapter eight. We're going to read a little bit this morning. I hope that's okay. I got the mic. They're seated. So we'll go ahead. All the commandments which I command thee this day shall ye observe to do that ye may live and multiply and go into the land which the Lord swear unto your fathers. And thou shalt remember all the way which the Lord thy God led thee 40 years in the wilderness to humble thee and to prove thee to know what was in thy heart whether thou wouldest keep his commandments or no. And he humbled thee, suffered thee to hunger, and fed thee with manna, which thou knewest not. Neither did thy fathers know. He might make thee known that man doth not live by bread alone, or by bread only, but by every word that proceeded out of the mouth of the Lord the man live. So they were in the desert, tested and tried. Their faith tried, because situations will come. And he will try your faith to say, are they still remaining faithful in me? Are they still going to believe that I am the same God that's able to do? So he, they were in the desert and he was trying them and he was feeding them and they didn't know where their next meal was going to come from, but he was feeding them. He was providing for them. Thy raiment waxed not told upon thee, neither did thy foot swell these 40 years. Thou shalt also consider in thine heart. That as a man chasteneth his son, so the Lord thy God chasteneth thee. Therefore thou shalt keep the commandment of the Lord thy God to walk in the ways and fear him. For the Lord thy God can bring it thee into a good land, a land of brooks, of waters, and fountains, and depths that spring out of the valleys and the hills. A land of wheat, barley, and vines, and figs, and pomegranates, a land of oil, olive and honey, a land where thou shalt eat bread without scarceness. Thou shalt not lack anything in all land whose stones are iron and out of whose hills thou mayest dig brass, mayest dig brass. And when thou hast eaten and are full, I want you to listen to this chapter 10, what he said. When thou eatest and are full, thou shalt not bless Thou shalt bless the Lord thy God for the good land which he had given thee. Beware, thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments as his statutes which I command thee. 
we got to be careful that we don't forget where he's brought us out of, right? The Bible says we set memorials in our lives to remember where he's brought us from, where he's delivered us from. And he's told them, I, man, the Lord has done all. And Moses is furious and he's telling the people. And if we read a little bit further in chapter 10, chapter 11, when he's on Mount Sinai, man, I've had this story in my heart for the last couple months and I've shared it with some people. You know, when the, when the children of Israel were waiting for Moses to come down from the Mount Sinai and he was receiving the commandments of the Lord, the Lord told Moses to, I'm paraphrasing, but the Lord told Moses to go down because the children of Israel had made a calf and they started worshiping. And Moses wasn't far removed from that. The Bible said that he was in the mountain 40 days, 40 nights, and they just, all of a sudden, they just turned and their hearts turned. How quick was that? How quick did they turn after knowing the Lord delivered them and brought them to, he's bringing them to a promised land and they're still, their hearts are turning. And he, he's been dealing with me about how quick we can forget the things of God and the things that he's done for you. You know, uh, a while back we did, a, <laughs> we did that fast. I think it was the media, media fast. There's just been so many fasts lately. <laughs> I'm thankful. I'm thankful. It's just I can't remember which one. Um, but we did a we did a media fast, and you know I, I'm not I'm not a very big on on social media or anything of that sort. You know, um, the Lord was dealing with me about some things. You know, and during that fast, I I completely purged it out. You know, I I, I went without it. You know, and. Uh, I, I, I didn't eat it, you know, and so because that whole time during the fast, I purposed not to go on, you know, and so as soon as the fast was over, you know, I, I went a week or two after the fast and then I find myself, I re-downloaded this, this app and I was, uh, I really thought nothing of it, you know, I'm like, well, I just, I gave it up for the Lord and I can do it again in my own thinking and, uh, and then the Lord brought this to me in my mind of the children of Israel, how quick they turned even after they seen the promises of God, how quick they were to turn and change their hearts, even though the Lord's been there and delivering them and feeding them. And I feel a caution of the Lord telling us, be careful to forget where he's brought you from, to forget how good and grace his, mer his mercy is, it's everlasting to everlasting, the Bible says, and how quick we are to forget. And I know we're human. I know trials come and I know situations come, but we must be careful. I, I, I felt that in my spirit this morning. I was reading, We must be careful not to forget the promises of God. To walk upright in the commandments of the Lord. Moses was telling the children of Israel, do not forget where he's delivered you from. The things he's done for you, man, you walked in the desert and your clothes didn't wear out. Your shoes didn't wear out. And all these things were coming and the Lord was feeding you, but you were quick to turn. Lord, examine my heart. Examine my heart. And Moses was just telling him, you know, because he was hearing from the Lord and you know, a lot of the time Moses interceded for Israel. You know, they he came and when the Lord wanted to destroy them, he said, no, no, you know, just he and the Lord heard Moses. He heard Moses 
And he said, okay, because you interceded for them, I'm going to continue and I'm going to take them to the promised land. But man, Israel was constantly disobeying, constantly going back, constantly. Well, it would have been better for you to leave us than to bring us out here to die. But you got to understand that there's an expected end. And whether you're with the group, the end is going to come. Whether you stick around or not, the end is going to come. And there is an expected end for all of us. Man, the commandments of the Lord are, you know, they're in my life, they're rules I, I live by and I die by. You know, it's in this word. I, I want to live and obey it. You know, I, it's it's precious to live under the, the rule of the Lord. You know, it's man, there's just no place I'd rather be. You know, there's peace in this. There's joy in this. Yeah, trials will come. And I'm not saying that those things are just going to stop all of a sudden. They will come. But just like the children of Israel, I don't want to be double-minded. I don't want to forget what he's done for me. I don't want to forget where he's delivered me from. I, I know where I'm going, and there's an expected end for all of us. And there, I just I felt the caution in my spirit this morning. Be careful not to forget the Lord. I know this is Old Testament, but there's New Testament scripture. Just be careful that you don't forget what he's done for you. It's such a precious thing to come and worship and allow him to do things in you. But the moment that you stop forgetting who he is, we must be careful. We must be careful. I, uh, we're going to go to um, Deuteronomy 8. And I think we're going to jump down to 11. It says, Beware that thou forget not the Lord thy God in not keeping his commandments and his judgments and his statutes, which I command thee this day, lest when thou hast eaten, thou art full and hast built godly houses and dwelt therein. And when thy herds and thy flocks multiply and silver and gold is multiplied and all that thou hast is multiplied, then thy heart be lifted up and forget the Lord thy God, which brought thee forth out of the land of Egypt from the house of bondage. You know, it's it's easy when we acquire wealth and positions in life that we forget the Lord. You know, I we most of us, you know, have a have a job and you know, if you're pretty, I mean, it doesn't take long to you know, become a manager in a position. You just got to show up. <laughs> I mean, it's at least in my in my profession, you know, people just require people to be faithful and showing up. And then all of a sudden you're a manager, you know, and I, I'm sure there's more to that, you know. But, you know, the faithfulness goes a long ways. And, you know, when when you get into a position, you forget who put you there, you know. And a while back I had a I was a caution in my spirit. Be careful, you know, that you think you've made something of yourself when I put you here. You know, and you know it's of God because, man, just, you know, I I didn't go to school. You know, I'm not very, very educated in all the school systems and all that stuff. And, you know, but the Lord gives favor. The Lord puts you in a position to speak to others. And sometimes I sit back and I'm amazed. I'm like, out of all these people that are in this room, why me? You know, but the Lord said he requires a willing vessel. A willing vessel. That when you open your mouth, you speak the word of God. 
you know, and we must be careful when we think we've acquired things and we built ourselves up and we've accomplished things. That's a dangerous place to be. And you forget the Lord, you know, as people say, man, if I had all this money, then I can give to the poor and I can donate it. But you, you forget the Lord. I know I would. I mean, it's, it's so easy. Your heart's deceitful and wicked, the Bible says. And I just, I just feel that this morning, the caution in our spirit to be careful not to forget who he is and what he's done for us. It's, it's something that I, that I take for granted most days. You know, I, like I said, trials come and I forget that the God of last week is the God today. Yes. The same God. And I know United was a week ago and he did awesome things, but if we're not careful, we leave that in the past and we don't, we don't remember the things that he does, he, that he's done for us. And so this, this morning, I want to, I want to leave you with that in your spirit. Be careful not to forget God. Be careful not to forget the Lord. You know, it's easy to remember the gift, but not the giver, you know, and I, and I, I feel that at least in my spirit, be careful not to forget the commandments of the Lord. He's, uh, he's taking us somewhere, you know, and we can't go on our own direction, our own path. We must follow him and be led by him. And um, that's, that's what I had for you this morning to share um, right there where you're at. I, I feel that we need to, we need to ask him to forgive us just a simple prayer. Of repentance, Lord, forgive me, father. If I've taken for granted the things that you've done, you're a merciful God. You're a God of mercy. You show us, you show us your ways is right. We thank you, Father. Let us not forget, Father, where you brought us out of. You are worthy, Father. You are worthy. In the name of Jesus, let us not be quick to turn back to our old ways. Uh, let us acknowledge that you deliver us and you brought us out, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray, we exalt you. Search our hearts, I pray this morning. That we be open to receive your word in the name of Jesus, we pray. We thank you, Father, for being a God that's faithful and true. A God that's faithful and just. Uh, your ways are right in the name of Jesus. Search our intentions, I pray. Let my thoughts and my mind be focused on you, Father. In the name of Jesus, we pray. We worship you. We worship you. We thank you, Lord, in the name of Jesus. We thank you, Father. We thank you. We thank you, Jesus, for being so good. In the name of Jesus. In the name of Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Praise God. Amen. Thank you so much, Brother Reuben. I'm convicted by the word today. Amen. I'm just I just want to share a couple thoughts right there along that. The Lord's really talking to us. The it's important that we remember that we remember. Um, we remember where He's brought us from. Right? You ever say, God, why can't I just forget my past? Anybody ever feel that way? I'm going to tell you something. God doesn't allow you to forget your past 
because it's supposed to be there so that you remember where he brought you from and you can give him thanks. The adversary wants to use it for condemnation. And so if you give in to condemnation, it tells who you're listening to. But if you give yourself the thankfulness that he brought you out of it, it tells who you're listening to. So we have thankfulness. So the Lord allows us to remember our past so that we do not forget where he brought us from, what he brought us through, what he brought us out of, what he's done. And if he's done it before, he can do it again. Now, he shouldn't have to deliver us from the same thing over and over and over again. He that the Son is set free is free indeed. Free indeed. So he'll deliver you from some stuff, just like he delivered the children of Israel. But you know what's interesting the Lord did? He never put the children of Israel in the promised land and said, now I'm building a wall so you can never go back to Egypt. Now I'm, I'm building a barrier so you will never be able to go back. Can I just tell you, if I could, I'd build a wall around every one of you. Is that too honest? I really would, but I'd, I'd pray with you. I'd pray you through again. And, and then I would say, you know what? I'm going to build a wall around you, Sister Cassandra, so that you'll never have to deal with this. You'll never have to deal with that. You'll never be tempted to go back here. You'll, uh, we'll build walls around every one of you. So I'm, if I could, but I can't. You have to determine you have to determine, I will not go back. Need to get it in your spirit. Not going back. I'm done returning to what I once knew. I know what that life is. I know what God brought me from. Why would I go back? The scripture... As, as Brother Reuben was talking about not forgetting where God's brought me from, the scripture, I, I believe it's in uh, one of Peter's epistles, kept coming to me about the dog returning to his own vomit. I, I know that's a graphic, but that's the word of God. The Lord inspired Peter to pin those words to paint the picture of what it is when someone has been delivered something by, by God, delivered from something by God, and then makes a choice. The devil didn't make you do it. Makes a choice to return to what God shed blood to deliver you from. And firm. In love. Here's what I hear in my spirit. Stop going back. Stop going back. 
you want you want some deep revelation from the Lord? You're, you're, Lord, give me a word that helped me. God, do something miraculous. I'm telling you, He's done the miraculous. Stop going back. Take responsibility. Receive what the Lord has done for you, and stop going back. That's your word from the Lord. For some of you, for several, some I feel so strongly in the Holy Ghost right now. That's your word from the Lord. Stop going back. The answer, you're saying, well, why? The why is because you won't stop going back. You keep repeating. You say, well, I can't help myself. You're right. There's not a one of us that can. That's the humbling of myself and coming to the Lord and saying, God, I can't do this without you. And I don't want to do it without you. But if you'll give me grace, I'll not go back. And guess what? He'll give you grace. He'll give you grace. He'll enable you to do what you cannot do yourself. But here's what he won't do. He won't make up your mind for you. You've got to do some things. You've got to say, you know what? I'm done. I've made a determination in my spirit and in my heart. I've got a will. You've got a will. And Anybody strong-willed? Come on, raise your hand. Don't be. Oh yeah, maybe. Oh yeah, come on. Yes, you are. You strong will. Well, why don't you decide that you're going to use that strong will for the things of God? Get strong-willed about the things. Is this okay? Get strong-willed. I'm just sort of mad. I'm not upset with you. I'm upset with the adversary deceiving you and tricking you, making you think you can't do it. You can't on your own. I can't on my own. Don't look at me or somebody else that you think God really does great things. Go, wow, if I could just look, I'm no different than you. You doubt that? Come pinch me. But I'm not where I'm as human as you are. There's just got to come something in our spirit that says, I'm done going back to that which would destroy me. I'm done going back to the things that the adversary tries to use against me. God has been too good to me. His word has been revealed to me. His truth has been revealed to me. His blood, if you've been baptized in Jesus' name, has been applied to me. I'm done trampling back across the blood and the cross. I'm determined I will go forward in Him. Every day will not be easy. No, that's a deep revelation. You just got to make up your mind. I'm not going back. I'm not going back. And you got to do that about multiple things. I remember Brother Lewis sharing his testimony one time. about I just made up my mind. I'm not going back to that junk. And somebody would hear that and say, man, I wish God would deliver me from that like that. He will if you'll make up your mind. Because God will do a deliverance in your life. But you determine. You determine whether you're going to entertain your thoughts according to his word and let his thoughts become your thoughts or whether you're going to entertain the voice of the adversary and your own will. 
And so you're just make up your mind. And when those thoughts come to go back, you got to stand and say, I'm determined I'm not going back. There was a elder, his name was Brother Carnley. Not like carnally minded, but it sounded the same. <laughs> sounded all, but his name was Brother Carnley, precious, precious man of God. Precious man of God. When we lived in Alaska, we would go visit him. He pastored in Seward, Alaska. He was like a grandfather to us. In, in some ways, it seemed like when we went and visited and we'd go fishing on his boat out in Seward Bay and have a, some precious memories of that man along the journey where intersections of life came. We didn't spend a ton of time, but when we did, and, and Brother Carnley, he would sing this song, and I didn't know enough to know that he wasn't a good singer. It was just his song, and um, he believed what he was singing. That's why he sang it. Um, but he would, he would sing this song, My Mind's Made Up. He's, and the song would say, I've got my foot on the rock and my mind's made up. Though I walk through the lonely valley and though I drink from a bitter cup, when the devil comes knocking, showing me an easy way, I stand right square on my feet. I throw my head in the air. Then I look him straight in the eye and I say, my foot's on the rock and my mind's made up. I remember, I can see him singing that song right now. He would sing it with conviction. You have to have a made up mind. You have to have a made up mind. And I'm telling you, this carries over into every area of your walk with God and your relationship with God and every relationship in your life. I'm going to give you a real example. Almost 32 years ago, 31 years ago, almost 31 years ago, I said, I do. Anybody ever said those words? I do. Do you promise to love and to cherish until death do you part? I do. Forsaking all others and cling to her alone. I do. I said those words. And I meant them. But I went into it with a made-up mind. A made-up mind. My baby, you just better know it. You are stuck with me for life. Why? Because I have a made-up mind. Did I have some false idea that everything would be easy? No. I'd grown up in a home that told me, now, I knew my home wasn't going to be like that. But I knew that problems would come and pressures would come. But one thing I knew, I made up my mind. She's mine until death separates us. And there will be no quit. I had a made up mind. And my mind's more made up now than it ever was. And so... God has blessed my marriage because I had a made-up mind. I had made-up mind about raising my children. Because I had a made-up mind, I've watched God bless my children. 
You need a made-up mind. I'm going to do the things of God. It's not always going to be easy. Would you stand with me this morning?